Helen Lambert, Washington, D.C., May 24, 2012. Just after my divorce was final, my friend set me up on a blind date. I walked through Le Bar at the Sofitel on 15th Street and asked for the Varner party. The hostess pointed to a man sitting alone by the window. Washington is, at its heart, a genteel southern town with a dress code to match. In a room bursting with navy suits, bow ties, and the occasional summer seersucker, Luke Varner was terribly out of place. Dressed head to toe in black, he looked like an art dealer from Soho who'd taken the Acela the wrong direction at Penn Station, only to find himself surrounded by overfed men swirling glasses of bourbon and chewing on unlit cigars. He looked up, and I could see that he was neither dashing nor smoldering. The man possessed no exotic features. He was, in fact, rather neutral looking, like a favorite pair of khakis. For a moment, I wondered what my friend Mickey had been thinking. This man was not my type. I'm Helen Lambert. I extended my clammy hand, a sign that shouted I hadn't been on a date in nearly 10 years. My first thought was that this would be brief. One drink, just to be polite. I was getting back out there, and a practice date would do me some good. Hello, Luke Varner. He stood studying me for a moment like he was surprised by what he saw. Despite my own disappointment in him, I sank a little, wondering if, somehow, I had also fallen short of Mickey's description. Luke took his seat but seemed pensive and quiet, like he was solving a puzzle in his head. After he motioned for me to join him, there was a long, unnerving silence between us. Mickey told me all about your house. He says it's lovely. I sat down and started to chat, rambling, really, arranging my cloth napkin on my lap, picking it up and putting it down. To my horror, the white threads from the napkin began shedding all over my solid black skirt. I waved the offending napkin at the hostess as though surrendering. The corner of Luke Varner's mouth turned up in the beginnings of a laugh at my futile attempts to get the attention of our hostess. Suddenly, I felt that I was inadvertently hamming it up like a vaudeville actress. Well, it's old, said Luke. Huh? I gave him a puzzled look. My house, he laughed. You were asking about my house. His voice had a sandpaper texture to it, like he'd enjoyed his share of cigarettes over the years. I like homes with period details, or character, as they call it nowadays. Character, I nodded. Did Mickey tell you that we sometimes work together? Luke leaned back in his seat with what seemed like a smirk. I heard you run a magazine. In frame, I straightened. The name is a take on photography, what's in the shot or in the frame. We're looking at trends, what is next to come into focus, whether it's global politics, culture, religion, fashion, lifestyle. We have beats all over the world with our reporters and writing looking at trends bubbling to the surface. We're known for our photography. I was beginning to sound like a brochure, 
so I stopped myself before adding that In Frame had just won the National Magazine Award and had been described as one of the most important magazines contributing to not only the national, but global stage. The hostess finally handed me a new black napkin, and I spread it across my lap. I was nervous and crossed my legs so they'd stop shaking. Why was I so anxious about a man I'd already decided I had no interest in? I chalked it up to nerves and getting back into the dating scene. But there was something else. In frame, that's right, he said. I've seen it on the newsstands. It's bigger than most magazines, I offered. It makes the photos really jump. He took a deep breath and looked at the table as he spoke. You haven't changed. I mean, you have changed. The hair, mostly. It's more of a copper color now. He began studying his fork. I'm sorry, he mumbled. Excuse me? I thought I'd misunderstood him. We've just met. I laughed and rearranged my own fork and knife. He flipped open his menu, scanned it, and then slapped it down, his head tilted. Do I look familiar to you at all? I shook my head, suddenly embarrassed. Have we met before? I have the worst memory. Nothing? Really? He leaned in closer. I assumed so I could inspect his face. His small, deep blue eyes danced above the lit votive on the table. I noticed his face had an unintentional tan, like he worked in a garden. And he had at least a day's worth of blonde stubble. Or was it gray? At that moment, in the light, something did seem familiar.